welcome to episode 164. Season 7, episode 10. Of Two Miss P's in a podcast with me, Mr. P. And the other Mr. P. Welcome back. We hope you're well. Hope we're doing all right. Um, I am going to start off by apologising. I'm still not 100%. Um, you may remember last week I was absolutely full of it. The, the mucus is cleared, but the sinuses... I feel like my head has been underwater for about a week. Like, I cannot hear anything. Honestly, I, I went out on Saturday because Lily had a rugby social and, and everything someone... Anytime anyone said anything to me, I was like, pardon? You like that anyway? Yeah, I know. My hearing's not great anyway, but... Especially minute, those big jugs. Do you know when you come off a, an airplane and your ears are blocked? Like, that's how I felt for a week. It's grim. I've been yawning... I've been swallowing, you know, all I've been Googling everything to try and clear my ears. Well, you don't need to talk to me. I had that ear infection. I was in the hospital three times. Yeah. I had to actually get it suctioned. I don't know if I ever spent I got it suctioned at the hospital, like, and it was one of the grimmest things because it was basically like a tiny little hoover that was right in my ear and it was sucking and it was like, and then I could see this like tube filling up with just yeah. absolute gunk. But then sometimes you know like when a hoover gets stuck on like a mat it was like sucking on my eardrum it felt like whatever brain i've got was about to get sucked out <laughs> um but how are you adam how's the recovery going yeah i'm slowly but surely getting there i hope i'm trying to just i kind of up what i can do each day but i've got to just the base i've been warned to not try and overdo it because yeah. especially with being on the bigger side, it's like a lot of. Did they, they actually say that too? No, they just said you're a big, you're a big unit. They were like, you, Did they? look how broad you are. No, but they just said, you know, obviously you are going to be putting a lot of weight through it. And I was just like, easy, <laughs> easy, big fella. Um, so I'm trying break to break it to me easy. I'm doc. trying to do, yeah, I'm trying to do a little bit more, but you know, I'm, I'm like I, told, I said to you before we started recording, like I'm desperate to go back to work. I, I'm. There's always a thing when you're off. Everyone always says, I'd love to just have a week off. Yeah. I'd love to have a week off. It's different. You have a week off and you're 100%, like a holidays. It's amazing. But when, you, when you're when you actually like injured and you're bed bound, it's, it is grim. Because you miss yeah. the company. Obviously, I can't can't really like my son constantly wants to wrestle with me. And like I can't do it because he I is. heard mum told me that he uh, something to do with throwing a ball. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> so as many of you know, like obviously my son's uh he's well he's he's not diagnosed, but he's he's what do you say? He's autistic, isn't he? He's yeah, he's, yeah. he's 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 got his EHCP and he's uh, he's actually just um received a place at, at a special school, um, which he had his first taster session today. Um and it's just hilarious, isn't there it? There we go. Well, it went really well, but it's just hilarious with kids in it. So he's teaching and the family and support worker came for a home visit. Yeah. Uh, this was last week. And um, so they came in and Max was there. And basically they were saying like, you know, what does he like? What does he not like? What does he... And we were saying like, well, he's, he he doesn't really like the bath anymore. Loves like, tipping he point. Used to, well, we said that. Loves tipping point. Loves that lateral movement. Bit of Ben <laughs> Shepard. But we said, like, he, for some reason, he just doesn't like baths anymore. He used to love baths. Honestly, he used to love it. But he just doesn't like baths anymore. And we said, and he refuses to wear his coat. Right. So It's just a bit like you, that, isn't it? <laughs> so anyway, they were both like, yeah, it's no problem, no problem. No, no. Max was fine. All good. As soon as they left, right, he started going, bath, 
<laughs> Bath. Now he only said single words, my lad. That's you know one of the things he do, he's he's not speaking properly yet. So then we were like bath, like surely not. So we went and ran a bath. Strips off, goes straight in the bath. So we're like, this kid is playing silly buggers with us, right? Then the next day, now we have had battles. I say we, my wife's had battles. I've not been there because um, I'm injured. And Kit, like every morning when I'm in bed trying to sleep, so I'm not sleeping great, I can hear Kim go, Max, come on, it's just get your coat on. And he was just like, nyeh, nyeh. and then, yeah, then no coat. Yeah. In the morning, she's, I could just hear, good boy, Max. He goes and puts his coat on. <laughs> Like, gets it fully zipped up. So today, yeah. um, he goes for his taser session. My wife goes to pick him up. And obviously, Kim, you know, and hats off to Kim, the way she's kind of um, had Max's back and got the parental referral and all this. I give I give all the credit to Kim for how lucky Max is to be kind of in the position to get a place. Because I know how difficult it is for so many families and stuff. And I really do hope everyone, you know, gets the help and support they need. But she goes and picks him up from his first taster session at his, at his new school today. And she's a bit like saying to these other mums, like, oh, I'm, I'm a bit nervous. I don't know how he's, you know, what he's going to... He comes out leading the line with his coat and his bag on. Never wore his bag. <laughs> Never, ever wore his bag before. Well, there you go. So he, so he comes out and he's happy as Larry. Like, yeah. he's had the best time. And obviously, you know, Kim's in floods of tears. Um, and, yeah, so it's... So going back, like, it's, it's just... Like I said, everyone always likes that thought of like, oh, I'd love to have a bit of time off, like catch up on this and do this. Like the first couple of days where it's like, right, I'm completely incapacitated. I can't really do anything. That's quite like, uh, but then it, it soon passes and I hate, and this will be with my ADD as well, because yeah. you know, I don't like to stay still. I want to be on the go. I want to <laughs> be doing stuff. And I'm just sat there and then, now I'm not digging Kim out here, right? But everyone, everyone know with it. You'll know. You've and, paid and the I'll compliments. Now you're yeah, going yeah. in. You know, I gave her a little bit of a slice of cake. Now I'm taking the rest of the cake. You know, and Dad knows. Remember when Dad got his knee done last year? Yeah. Do you remember the murders between him and Mum? Yeah. So basically, I love Kim to pieces. She's great. But you know when you just feel like there's that ever that hint of resentment and yeah. and like you could be doing more. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling. Like I'm feeling that on the regs. Like I'm not. I'm Thing not... is, it's got nothing to do with your ankle. <laughs> this is do you know what? You know what? Genuinely, eight years is? of marriage. You think about the. You think about the weather at the minute. It's freezing cold. It's right. icy. There's snow in places. It's freezing cold. Who's having to put the bins out at the minute? I think that's what it comes down to. Kim in her slippers is having to put the bin out, and I. I think now that job that gets overlooked as like oh typical man's job. He does. That's the only thing I do. Well, yeah, it's a tough job, isn't it? <laughs> it's not an easy in, one. Especially in this weather. It's a tough job. <laughs> the weather is grim. Well, it is where we are in Manchester. I know like up northeast, the, uh, it's been snow days and all sorts. Up in the Lake District, it's been uh, thick as thick yeah, but snow. Snow days, are what, it's a good point to get onto. Snow days aren't snow days anymore, though, are they? Do, have, you been, have you had messages from anyone? Because what I found out was obviously through, gone to, gone to virtual. through COVID, you get set nah, work on Google. Nah. Not at primary. You cannot. Not at primary. You cannot. I mean, I suppose, I think it depends how many days you're going to have off. If it's a one-off day, nah. If the weather forecast is like a week, you get bored of snow anyway, I think. I think, let's say it was snowing now for the next week, right? So start snowing now yeah. and it's not going to stop, right? You go, listen, rest of the week, you enjoy it. Start of next week, 
we might have to do a bit of Zoom or whatever. Yeah. But you can't, not for a one day. You can't. And the thing is as well, Part of your childhood. what's the point though? As in like, if you're setting work on, on, on a one-off snow day, you're really going to find out who the kiss asses are. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Grinch ter- territory for me. It's well, like it's, you just, oh yeah. It's, you've just got to embrace it. Let the kids, there's so much learning that can happen. Mm. Set them like tasks, build a snowman, you know. Uh, Go on. <laughs> there's so many tasks. Fight. Build Go a snowman. Sledging. Build a snow uh, dog. Do a snow angel. Do all that sort of stuff, you know. I mean, it's very not, re- I mean can you, can, the you really, can you really say that building a snowman and building a, and doing a snow angel is like learning? Well, yeah. It's Lying on the floor. I've done snow angels after a night in the Ritz. Yeah, but the, the, the thing is... It's these experiences that kids just don't get anymore. No, it's and true. it has a knock-on effect to everything. So, like reading comprehension, if children don't experience stuff, like a massive part of being good at reading comprehension is bringing your own experiences to things. So this is why I always say, like, the SATS reading test is ultimately flawed because you'll never create a reading comprehension test, which is a level playing field for everyone. Why have no kids in your class on the channel? Well, exactly. <laughs> but, like... Take that, like a, 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 a task on swimming the channel, right? If you've got a kid who's never been swimming before, that child is not going to be able to access a ta- text as well as a kid who goes swimming all the time. They should really do a text on swimming in pyjamas. Yeah, and collecting a, brick, collecting from a brick from the bottom of so, the pool. So, exper- so like building a snowman is, you know, feeling the texture of the snow and, you know, what what's the process of what's the 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 instructions how to build you can make loads out of well, it. Well, yeah, but again, sounds boring. <laughs> I just want to roll a massive ball. Yeah. We'll now people then. may have seen this. Do you remember? I've got a bit of a history. Oh, if so. No. I was so this is going back. God, I wonder what year it was now. Probably about two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine. Yeah, it would so have been fifteen yeah. years ago when it was really snowy. I created the snow diver. Now, it's funny because I basically what I did, if no one's seen it, and I will post a video at some point, I'd roll a massive, massive snowball, like huge, in the side of our house. And I'd stand on a chair or some ladders and I'd do like a wrestling flip or something off the apparatus onto the big snowball. The problem was the first one I ever did, I set up the camera and... um, I went to do a swan, to- a Jeff Hardy swanton bomb, which if no one knows is basically like a front flip off. The- but as I've jumped, the chair's completely collapsed and I fell nearly neck first. I mean, don't try this at home. Yeah. But the reason I bring it up is because, and I've always spoken about this, I ended up doing a few sequels. It was kind of like, kind of like the hangover. The first one was the best and then the rest <laughs> were very similar. Um, but the crowd wanted it, so I gave it them. But what I didn't realise was when I posted these to Facebook in 2008-9 was I didn't know about privacy and stuff like that. So when I first got my job at a school, one of the mums came to me one time and went, oh, we were all watching you last night. And I went, sorry, what? <laughs> and she went, yeah, me and Kyle were all sat around the computer watching her, the snow diver. I went, oh. <laughs> and I remember there was one where I, I'm sure I may have swore on one or something. Yeah. Um, so I had to, that was when I first realised, like, sort of lock that, yeah. that social lock down. That down. Um, but no, it's good about Max. It's good. It's been a bit of a tough time for you, hasn't it? But Yeah, but get, the thing is, is, if he's happy, we're happy. It's, it's obviously, it's one of those pro- things. It's just, it's madness. The problem is the system, it's, you know, the system is set up that children with additional needs, they just, the funding's just not there. The, 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 the funding, the... Um, 
what's the other word I'm looking for here? Just the, the, the environment, the setup of the, it's just not, you know, so getting a place in a special, special setting it's just going to be the making of him. No, I agree. And like I said, uh, you know, I do my heart and it goes out to anyone who's like waiting or stuff because it is crazy. I mean, it's just a, it's just a complete and utter failure of the system. You can't blame teachers, the schools necessarily. It is it comes right from the top that the whole send um, system and provision needs a complete and utter overhaul. Um, and the funding in place because you know there's so many there's so many children who would benefit massively from being in a um, a special needs set in school because I think for for the way you, you can look at it is within a mainstream school ultimately you are judged by teaching a curriculum mm-hmm. right and within within the parameters of what you can do as a teacher, you try your best to get as many kids to access that curriculum as possible. But obviously some children cannot access that curriculum and need a curriculum designing to them. And I think within a special setting, that's what they do. It's like, you know, in a special setting, they're not going to be sat there doing bloody spag papers and stuff like that. It's going to be what, what, how can we tailor this curriculum around this child? To help them develop, which should happen in every with every child, no matter what. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not the case, and I just feel like you know, I see in my school, every school is just struggling, trying to, you know, put support in place. What's the word I'm thinking of? Might be provision, provision in place when you're just fighting a losing battle, and it's not fair on the kids, it's not fair on the parents, it's not fair on the staff. Um, but you know, it ain't going to change while we've got a government that simply don't care. Good segue into the government there. No, no, but it's just... No, you, no you're completely it, right. It, it, completely it sounds right. like I'm constantly... Bring, but it all comes it's, back to... It's because you are. Yeah, but like <laughs> it's like this this week, right? So um, I don't know... I don't, we didn't talk about this last year, last week, about how the government are basically bringing out minimum service levels for teacher strikes, right? Mm, right. So last week, yeah, the strikes happened. Mm-hmm. Lots of schools had to close. Yeah. The government have now said that can't happen again now. So if teachers strike, we need to make sure minimum service levels. So basically schools stay open no matter what, which is eff- effectively basically taking away teachers' democratic right to strike. Right. And Gillian Keegan tweeting this week, we lost 25 million days accumulatively to strikes. No sense of irony in the fact that she was the reason we we were on strike. Like I'm she had say stroke then. Stroke, yeah. Um, but she she was the reason. Like teachers didn't want a strike. No, no teacher wanted to take a day's leave and unpaid. It was a last resort because for the past thirteen years, our education system has been decimated because of the government. And there's no sense of irony in it. Like, oh, oh, these these teachers who were striking, not thinking actually, is it? It's getting to a point where. At what point are they going to do any sort of self-reflection to say, oh, maybe we're at fault here? It's like the whole Ofsted stuff. Like this week's been really tough with reading all the tweets and and, uh, reports on the inquest into the Ruth Perry Mm. um, death. And um, I sort of talked about last week about how they raised the the money to get the legal support, which was incredible. Um, And so on Twitter, there's been a couple of people, I wish I could remember this name off the top of of my head, but he's been sort of tweeting updates. And it's just, it's absolutely disgusting. Like, I genuinely feel, I cannot understand how anyone 
who works in a school can possibly justify now working for Ofsted. When you listen to some of the stuff. So basically one of the lead inspectors, the quote that stuck with me was one of the lead inspectors said in this inquest that uh, more often than not, teachers are crying during the inspection. Oh, more often. And it was, it's like almost said so nonchalantly that, yeah. you know, oh, well, you know. And I just think, how can you wake up in the morning and think you do a good job if that's the impact you have on people? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. and most Ofsted inspectors have come from working in a school. No teacher goes nowadays goes into education to make people's lives a misery, right? At what point does that change? Where you suddenly do a job where you're quite happy to just instill that fear, worry, anxiety, and just that that just having people like upset and cry in front of you. It's just, and then obviously there's loads of other stuff that's come out. It's pretty grim. It's a really, but it, like when you read it, you just think, how can anyone bring themselves to uh, work for an organization that is this badly flawed? Um, and I know some people will say there may well be a couple of inspectors. And I, I was chatting with one last week and, you know, I seem to, bump into these inspectors every so often and they're always the ones who seem sound and we know there's some sound inspectors <laughs> what? they're always ones that seem sound well, I'm guessing if they're booking me in for training they're probably sound aren't they I don't think any of these knobhead inspectors and I'll say it apologies for the language but I can't think of a better word to describe clearly like the one who did that school that cavit like yeah. I'm not going to name him but I'll tell you this now I've had a number of messages from people who've worked for this guy and I, I'm you know, you can insin you can you can infer what 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 I'm trying to. You know, there's clearly Piece some absolute of shit. yeah. There's clearly some absolute nobbed inspectors. They're not going to get me in for training, but there are some good ones, right? Now I talk to these ones, and they always say like, well, you know, you can either be a victim of the uh, system, or you can try and change it. All right, yeah. And that's their line of like, oh, I'm going to become an inspector to change it from the inside. But I genuinely think what needs to happen now is there needs to be a massive revolt where all these inspectors just go, unless there's radical change, none of us are doing it anymore. I think that's the only way. And I think from reading it, any inspection now, and I'm sure I've said this on the podcast, and uh, if someone can remember what episode, let me know, because I've said this for ages. Feedback meetings with an Austin inspector that, you, that staff have and the SLT have, have to be recorded. They have to be recorded because... You know, you cannot have these conversations where one thing's being said and then something else is being written up. It's just not on. Like they, these inspectors can make a snap judgment about a school. That means, you know, because the the fact is, you get a you get a requires improvement now as a school. These uh, inspectors could come into your school, snap judgment. This school's not good enough. Requires improvement. There's nothing on that inspector now. That inspector doesn't have to prove anything, writes a report to justify it, but there's no follow-up. But that school now will automatically be put into an academy, right? All these academy chains are um, bidding for who wants it, and then that's it then. Head's gone, most of the SLT are gone, possibly a lot of the teaching staff will be replaced because they'll parachute leaders in from these other schools. So how's that a workable system? So when teachers are saying they're stressed about Ofsted, yeah, because if you get requires improvement, that's your job done. That's yeah. your, you know, and there was a quote in the, this, this was the heartbreaking thing. Ruth Perry said to a GP at one point that one of her biggest worries was, um, and I know I'm not that quoting this directly, but she was really worried that because the school was getting requires improvement, 
that would bring the house prices down in the area and that would then have a knock-on effect to the parents. Right. And uh, you just think, that's so, it's just so wrong. It's just so bloody frustrating. Um, but yeah, so yeah, there's my rant for the week. I just, drastic change needs happening. If I, if you're listening to this and you're an Ofsted inspector, do the right thing. Can you badge him for now until reform, actual reforms made? Um, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, on another note, um, but hopefully, I know we said last week that we'll have an update about the live recording of the podcast show. Uh, we're still waiting on that but we're hoping that's going to be next week. There are still a couple of tickets available for our Liverpool, our last show of the tour, Liverpool in February. Head to the website and you can get your tickets for that. Um, I thought I'd kick off this week with uh, this tweet that I saw. John Pennyman, right, at Historia Graphos. So he's a religious studies professor, right? Okay, Penny for his thoughts. Yeah. Who... Uh, it says a historian of Christianity in late antiquity project director. Anyway, right. That's not as important. He got an email from a student. Okay. Yeah. And get ready. If you are a child of the, uh, if you, if, it, if you're a person over 30, right. Just warning. This could be triggering. He tweeted. I will never recover from this student email. And the email rate reads this. Good afternoon, professor Pennyman. Hope you've had a great break. I was wondering if it would be acceptable to use sources from the late 1900s for our final paper. In brackets, I found an interesting paper from 1994. Is there a cutoff date of publication? See you tomorrow. The late 1900s. Our oh childhood he's now talked about the late as the 1900s. late nineties hundreds. <laughs> oh, that is triggering. Uh, made me laugh because I, I was thinking, like, God, talking about the night as if the history, like, well, you know, I used to, use, I used to do some some hieroglyphics on the wooden desk at school. <sighs> done some carvings in the old wooden the desk. The thing is, though... Some you... historical artefact of a Wu-Tang Clan s- symbol. <laughs> when you do look back, though, and you think, like, you do... I know everyone says it, like, where it's like, time flies, and, oh, my God, you, it is scary how long ago, like, yeah, yeah. the 1990s were. Yeah. And it, and it, it, it sparked up, obviously, the sad, the sad passing of Terry Venables, uh, yeah, the yeah. England manager from Euro 96 amongst... Barcelona, Tottenham, the rest of it. What amazing career, amazing guy. Um, <coughs> obviously, a lot of the chat was about Euro 96. Now, that's pretty much the first com- first tournament. I would have been about seven or eight. So I was five at 1990. I didn't really watch 94 because England weren't there. Yeah, England weren't there. I, mem- I remember it. I remember watching Ireland and I remember, uh, what was he called? Maradona. The- no, no, oh, the no, Irish striker who oh, went mad on the sideline. Oh, John John, Yeah, <laughs> that was my highlight. Yeah. Um, Showing his inner beard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but 96 96, I yeah, remember yeah, yeah. 96. Yeah, yeah. You could hear, when we played Scotland and Gaza scored that goal, oh, God, you yeah. could hear the screaming from yeah. the houses on the street. It was amazing. But when you think about how long ago that was, 
What would it be? Well, 27 20, years. 27 years, yeah. Which is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it's it's scary. It's like when you, you know, like when you speak to, when you speak to even students now, like when you speak to students now, like, you know, what are we, 2023? So there'll be, there'll be kids in whatever year going, I was born in like 2015. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're like... 2015 i got married in 2015 yeah it's it's scary the passing of time but that's <laughs> but that that's how i'm going to introduce myself i'm not no longer going to say what year any any time anyone says when you know what year were you born i'm just going to go the late 1900s the late 1900s. the late 1900s was well, that all- that thing i saw that you know uh, on the price is right yeah where they'd spin the wheel I saw a thing the other day where it's like, this is what it feels like now to find my date of birth on an online form. <laughs> and it's someone rolling the way. It's so jealous. I find that funny when it says, and it comes up with that scrolling thing. And it starts in 2022. Yeah. Like, there's not a baby. There's not a one year old going, <laughs> going for car insurance, <laughs> <laughs> trying to book a carberry. <laughs> goo goo gaga. <laughs> Uh, oh god the late 1900s the late 1900s where you could only connect to the internet via dial up <laughs> get off the phone mum oh. gotta get on MSN messenger MSN messenger right uh, will you so- go out with me no <laughs> oh god my brother just typed that <laughs> sat on the computer hello dog <laughs> yeah. um, it's the time of the week cause I take it from reddit it doesn't mean I cheat it's the time of the week not plagiarism because I reference my source. So, so uh, thread of the week. Uh, that was tweet of the week. Thread of the week. Uh, what's the smallest hill you'll die on? What's that mean? So, uh, a hill you'll die on is something you believe in. Yeah. That you would die. To oh, so, so right. Like smallest, but it's like a, smallest hills. Like it's not a big deal. Yeah. I, you know. So, so a, a teaching hill I'm willing to die on. Yeah. Is. You can't teach a broad and balanced curriculum if you do book scrutinies. Right. Right? Because yeah. you can't evidence half the curriculum in a book. But that's a teaching, mm-hmm. you know. So this is smallest. I think you're going to like some of these. So this was from um, Reddit. So number one, I like this one. I, I think this is a cracking one. Utensils, your knives, forks, and spoons, yeah, yeah. need to be at the end of a buffet. So many places yeah. put them at the beginning of the buffet. You don't know what utensils you'll need yet, and then you have to carry them around the whole time. Madness. That's that's yeah. Great shout. That's that. bang on. Yeah. I mean, I do know. I have I have known a but you know. I listen. Look at me. I like a buffet. <laughs> what can I say? But I, I I think that there's quite a lot of places that have started doing it on the end, aren't they? I'm trying to picture. No, I think you get plates. your plate. No. You get your plate. Normally, it's like plate, I, knife, I've fork, and then you go. I've definitely been... T- oh, yeah, because sometimes the knives and forks have got a napkin around them. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very true. So if you're going to serve room temperature bread at a restaurant, don't serve me ice-cold butter. Oh, Warm one God. of the two things up. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I hate trying to do the butter when it's, when it's rock hard. You know yeah. what I did the other day? Took the lure pack out the fridge and it was my fridge is always freezing because i like my drinks spreadable cold. my ass yeah spreadable <laughs> yeah oh well, no no i know what you're saying <laughs> spread my ass that was that was a, that was a uh, ricky tomlinson royal family spread- gag there <laughs> i don't want to hear what you say to claire spreadable my ass um 
Yeah, <laughs> you put me <laughs> off now. God. Yeah, so I took the lure pack out of the fridge and it was rock hard. Like, you know, when you destroy the toast or the bread. So I thought, right, use your, use your noggin, big dog. Popped her in the microwave, right? Now, I, what I forgot was be careful. my microwave is the most powerful thing in my house, yeah. right? And I put it on for 10 seconds and it was just li- <laughs> it was just liquid, right? It was horrendous. It was you know, like a puddle. Here's a TA. <laughs> it was a Who would you work with year four changing state? Oh, well. Speak I'm to not, your year four I'm not teacher. in at the minute. <laughs> Any chance you can just talk me what happens when, yeah, but I how does a solid it, turn to I a liquid? Think, but anyway, you can imagine the toast was mint. Yeah. Because, you know, melty. But, but then the best bit was I put it back in the fridge didn't yeah. say, say anything to Kim. Then when Kim went to make it, it all melted really weird. Sorry, oh, it, all, yeah, yeah. it all formed really weird. And she was like, what's happened with the butter? I'm like, why is the side of the lure pack all bubbled? And I was just like, dinner, <laughs> dinner. <laughs> I don't think it's just the bins that she's really annoyed with. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, burgers come with fries. Stop trying to charge me an extra $7 for quarter worth of potatoes of shoestring fries that go cold before they even reach the plate just because you put truffle oil or some other BS on them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I think there's, everything's just dough, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, like, Five Guys, I love Five Guys. I, I, like, I do think that their burgers are well nice. Chips are well nice. But you go for a Five Guys... You're talking, it's easily 15 without a drink. Yeah. Uh, You can't use exponential to describe every large increase, especially if you're only looking at two data points. I use exponential a lot. Never used it. No. If I've had to pay for sauce, I better have sauce in the bag. Yeah. I tell you, I have to to pick a little bit of uh, beef here, actually. No pun intended. But McDonald's, right? I am not happy with McDonald's. I've, I'm, t- I'm calling this now, right? McDonald's. I'm sure I've said this on the rep- on the podcast. Living off rep, living off reputation. I've not had a decent McDonald's for years. But I am talking every single time we order now. Where do you go? Which one do you go? Well, we try. Well, Trafford Parks, the, the first, retail part. There. Yeah, but we, ne- that's we know, the, we that's never. renowned. Go- I know, but we never go there anymore. No, we've then gone to the Stratford one. Oh. and then the one near the Carvery. Yeah, yeah, the newer one. Yeah, but I am telling you now, this is this is this is absolutely <laughs> no word so, of a lie. There'll be people that won't have, uh, won't be in a stone's throw of McDonald's, whereas we've got three. Yeah, on our three. Doorstep. Yeah, and you can tell when you look at our guts. <laughs> but the last four, this is no word of a lie. The last four orders that I've made, right? Because I normally get a large meal and then a separate burger. That was my always. That's my yeah. normal order. On the last four occasions, I have tried to order a double quarter pounder with cheese, yeah. right? And on the last four occasions, it's not been in the bag. And the worst one was my mum went, <coughs> my mum took Isla after school and said, do you want anything? I said, yeah, yeah I'll send you. So then mum comes back, what's not in there? Double quarter double pounder with cheese. Um. So all that happens is they end up sending you a voucher for a free medium meal. So guess what, right? This is no word <laughs> will I. About three or four days ago, Kids wanted a Mackey's, Friday night, whatever it was. Kim's like, yeah, I'm up for a Mackey's. I'm like, yeah, why not? So then Kim went, oh, you've got a free medium meal. Yeah. I went, well, I'll tell you what. I'll have a free double quarter pounder with cheese meal. Guess what wasn't in there? <laughs> the double quarter pounder. They may as well just say, you don't need it, you fat <laughs> bastard. <coughs> uh, 
Uh, <coughs> right. Um, stop taking strings of silent ease on the end of your words to emphasize them. You don't love it. You love it. So it should be O's. If you were saying out loud, you'd hold the O. Not suddenly start squealing like my tana- uh, tinnitus acting up. It's not that hard, people. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but why do you care? Who cares about that? People do, though. People are little grammar nerds, aren't they? If the automatic door does not open fast enough for me not to break stride, it is broken. <laughs> I I hate that, a slow automatic door. It's really awkward, isn't it? Well, I used to think it was awkward if someone holds a door for you and you're just a oh, bit too far away. Yeah, that's grim. But nothing's more awkward than when you walk in towards an automatic door and you have to then stand there while the door opens. Yeah. Well, that's actually, awkward. I went to the physio today and I crutched to the door and then the door didn't open. It said, oh, my door didn't open. And then like you have to look for all the different signs. Oh, yeah. And then one of them said, put your hand over the green button. So it was like a... A, a sensor. A sensor. And then I looked, green button was well far away. <laughs> I had to like reverse crutch. <laughs> reverse. Um, oh, what, what are your thoughts on this one? Burgers should be wider, not taller. If you need to put a skewer through it, it's no longer a burger. It's a kebab. Oh, burger kebabs. Uh, no, I, do you know what? I like that. Yeah, I like that. Well, I just don't like the fact that if it goes too tall, you can't eat it in one bite. Yeah, you have to cut it, don't you? A lot of these are food-related, aren't they? Every day and every day are different and not interchangeable. An everyday walk in the park versus I walk in the park every day. Again, my I'll die on the hill for who cares on yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. If someone is behind me, I will always throw my arm back and hold the door. The amount of times people just let it shut in my face has me irate. I'd say I'm big on manners, right? And I know I've spoken about this before. Like my biggest like annoyance in the world is when you're driving and you let someone through and they don't thank you. Well, the thing that divides the barbarians and the civilized of society is giving a wave when you let someone merge. Yeah. I absolutely. Or someone lets you merge. I, that is what, that, that makes me from zero to fuming quicker than anything else. But I think the other thing is, is just general, is general manners. Yeah. Like, for example, I think it was at the hospital the other day. Now, bear in mind, again, I'm in a boot, I'm on crutches, and I end up, you know, kind of standing on a crutch, opening this door, and this other patient was walking through. So I, I even crutched back, and this patient walked through and didn't say a so, word to me. Now, unless the reason why she's in hospital was something wrong with her, a vocal cord or something. <laughs> but I just couldn't, not even a nod. I know. And I, it is bad, but yeah. But then. Sometimes the you just don't know what someone's going through. Well, do you know, oh, what I know. Oh, what I know, OB. Yeah. yeah legend. Um, he actually told me, I, I went to his once and I was like, he was like, what's up? Because you can tell. It, honestly, you can tell <laughs> if it's happened to me. I, if I'm driving and I pull into the side of a road to let someone go and they don't even flash the lights when it's dark. I always think, you coward. Like, what the hell? I wish I'd have just drove through. And I remember pulling up to OB's and I went, oh, I'm fuming, you know. He went, why? He went, I've just literally let this guy through. And he didn't even put his hazards on to thank me. Like, rude. And then he went, oh, he went, I always thank people. He went, my dad doesn't know. And I went, <laughs> you are? And he went, no, my dad refuses to thank anyone while he's driving. 
I went, why? And he went, well, he just thinks that that's what you should do. I was like, dad, your dad's a bit of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> leaving ti- time left on a communal microwave means you're a bad person oh. if you don't wind it down to zero I mean zero. it's always one second isn't it because you don't want the beep <laughs> you don't want to disrupt people with the beep I've never needed a receipt bigger than three inches <laughs> <laughs> do you know who bad's, who's bad for that Costco <clears throat> god the length of their receipts yeah but it's because you've got it's because you've got the guys who wait on the end who, who don't even check your stuff they just go <sighs> yeah yeah and sign it yeah, yeah have a good day yeah yeah, yeah. cheers tub. mate you got cheers mate tub. you got a hot tub you didn't pay for <laughs> cheers mate yeah honestly the receipts in Costco are ridiculous longer than a teacher's to-do list Halloween decorations that animal skeletons shouldn't have ears ears aren't bone <laughs> oh for god's sake <laughs> Jesus Christ, that is pathetic. Uh, talking on a speakerphone in public is not necessary. Yeah, I mean, I, not many people do. It's I couldn't care less, not I could care less. If you could care less, then you care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more people should learn that saying I don't know is a perf- perfectly accurate and acceptable answer. I agree with that. I agree with that. Sometimes, if you don't know, it's a brave thing to just say, oh, I don't know. Oh, that's my go-to. Oh, yeah. But it's not I don't know, it's dunno. <laughs> D-U-N-N-O. Oh, dunno. Uh, a couple means two, a few is more than two. There is no debate in this. Yeah. It is not impolite to correct someone who is m- spreading misinformation, regardless of whether they're lying or just plain incorrect. I agree. Do you know who's bad for that? What? Mom. What? Not mum's, correcting? Mum's, no, mum's bad for that, and dad's bad at not correcting. Mum's bad at spreading misinformation. Not in, not into, not like anything serious. But I'm talking like you'll know this. You're with mum, right? And say she bumps into someone, right? Yeah. Say someone from a work, and there's someone from the work will be Yvonne. like, yeah, Yvonne, <laughs> Yvonne, right? And then they'll go, mum will go like, hi, Yvonne, you're right. And then Yvonne will be like, yeah, you. Like, yeah. Anyway, take care. See you later. She'll then say to dad, hey, I bumped into Yvonne. Yeah, we, we caught up for a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah. No, that, no, that's, no that's, you didn't. That's not misinformation. That's embellishment. Yeah. The, oh, well, mummy is the, ki- the yeah, queen. Because yeah. what did she say the other day? She said, oh, this is it. This is it. <laughs> I said about my ankle, right? And I, and I said, and I just want to say to the, to the, the doctor, why didn't, you just, why didn't you look at the things? It was when I've got my results, if you remember. I went for my CT scan. Yeah. And then I didn't get the results for three months. And I said, I just want to say to him, why didn't you just call me in? Let yeah. me know, get something done sooner so I don't have to be, have this operation. And mum went, tell you what, if it was me, I'd have stormed in there. And I went, no, you wouldn't. Wouldn't that, Mike? Wouldn't that, Mike? I love the fact she always goes to dad. And the a- worst bit is dad, being the absolute whipped joke shop he is, goes... Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's got a gun to his head. Yeah. I'm like, I always call dad out. Shut up, dad. And then the best bit is when mum isn't looking, dad gives it the old, nah. Nah, yeah. to me, like, still one gives of the eye. Still gives one of the Gives you lads. the eye. Oh, God. Um, yeah, if you've got a small little hill, let us know, let us know. What's your one? Uh, if you, <laughs> If you cannot get all your toiletries into a small clear plastic bag 
in time to get through security at an airport, you should not be allowed to fly. Ooh. There it is. I'm, I did, it happened again at Prague. We were stuck behind people. Well, in fact, at Prague, right? <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about this. The guy going to Prague in Manchester Airport, a guy went through and it got pulled his bag. Guess what he had in, in his bag? Like litre of vodka? No. He had um, a bottle this big, right? So a full litre bottle of like uh, Febreze. <laughs> Honest though, I like Febreze. A Febreze. Uh, and the guy was like, you can't, you can't take that, mate. He's had signs saying nothing over 100 mil. And he was like, oh, I thought it smelled nice. Like that it shouldn't be allowed to fly. <laughs> That sort of stupidity. <laughs> Saying that though, you're getting him out of the country. It could be a help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, oh my that's God. not too bad. I would say, I think you, you should get points on your license if you don't thank someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Just, right. Uh, hello, is that police? Yeah. This Vauxhall Corset, I just let him through. He, gave, he rose one finger off his wheel. That's another thing. When they raise one finger, give me the hand. <laughs> raise your hand to me. Even a flash of the lights, one finger makes me think, you didn't mean that. You're, you're like, uh, what's the DJ? Um, Freddie Legrand or Freddie Legrand. Put your hands up. Put your hands oh, up for Detroit. Detroit. Thank you, please. Um, right, here we go. This week's dilemma. Oh, yeah. Now, this week's dilemma also has an answer. But I'm, I, I say it's a dilemma. I'm going to act like I don't, I've not seen the answer. See if you can work it out. So okay. I'm a parent volunteer and help the same year group, year four, since January this year. I absolutely love it. The kids are belters and seeing improvement with reading gives me a boast. I think that should have been boost. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you said that. The improvement in reading gives me a boner. <laughs> 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 I was no, listening boost. Give, give me a boost give, give me a boost right one difficulty is I didn't hear the name of one of the year four teachers and it's a class of two teachers she is lovely and appreciates what I do but I can't call her by name I get round it by saying to the kids when they ask me about the books go and ask miss what do I do I feel really bad for not knowing her name after nearly a year volunteering Oh, that is a piece of piece of cake. Go on. Ask the kids. When a kid comes out, go, what's your teacher called again? <laughs> I've done it in loads. To be fair, I did it last yeah, week. Yeah, literally, we, we've got we've got a few new members of staff. <laughs> and there's one that, that has got the first the same first name. I know the first name, it's the second name. It's got the same first name as another member of staff. And I just I've got like you said, I've got the first name and I just could not. So I went Right, if you're in Miss Um and I do the old, like, Miss, uh, and then I go, uh, what's your teacher called again? They go, uh, you know, Miss Marsand. Yeah, if you're in Miss Marsand, and then boom, it's there. But yeah. then, I, you know, and then I'll ask again whenever I get it again. Yeah. Do you know what she did? Surely it's on the door. Not on the door. On the website? No. The staff photo board. Oh. So I tracked her down. She'd <laughs> be terrible. No, in reception when it has everyone's picture. Else, she'd be I love that. She'd I be love terrible in taking. Like when she? I go into uh, when I go into schools and you see the staff note, oh, yeah, I, I yeah. do like it. Uh, I, she, I, imagine her in taking. I don't know who you are, <laughs> but I look on the staff notice board. Do you know um, if you do want a quick little giggle, anyone? Go to your staff notice board, load up Snapchat, and get one of the filters. 
and then just film it going past everyone's picture. Yeah, do it. Do, is do that crying hilarious. face, and it'll be like the crying face like now, or the one where it sort of looks a bit like Mr. Bean. We don't. That's have, a we don't one. have one now. We don't, don't have one. Not a staff photo one now. No. No. Oh, right. I used to at my old school, but because it, it used to be well funny. Because obviously, I worked with like classic Cockney John. Yeah, and Cockney John used to hate his photo. Like it was. I mean, to be fair to him, people will have seen him and stuff. For some weird reason, people seem to like the look of Cockney John at yeah. times. His photo, I'd say, took at least five off him. Really? Oh, it was shocking. It was like. You know when you get a staff photo and they might take one and then they'll look at it and go, oh, let's do another one. Either it's blurry or you might have yeah. one eye closed or something. They just went, yeah, on his. <laughs> he looked horrendous. That's why when he left, I tracked down that staff photo <laughs> and put it all around the school saying yeah. goodbye, Mr. Sean. <laughs> oh, good. Right. Um, on to our stories this week. So do you want to do yours first? Yeah, well, I saw a post that said, basically, um, what are some things you've said as a teacher that you never thought you would say, right? Yeah. So I'll just read a couple of these out. Please don't spit into your hands and use it to clean your shoes. Spit shine. <laughs> Space jam in it. Spit shine. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please take that counting cube out of your knickers. No, I don't want it. Put it in the bin and go and wash your hands. <laughs> counting cube in your knickers. I love this. We don't eat old snacks from the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> take those rocks out your pants. <laughs> Miss, my poo's melted. (laughs) (laughs) That is grim, isn't it? That'd be you, not understanding that butter melts. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My favourite, we don't stick our finger in the hole in the wall. No, no, certainly don't. You can't save the ice you've found. (laughs) 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 You can't save the ice you've found for later. Take it out your pocket. <laughs> then you've got, don't lick the glue, don't lick the table. <laughs> this, one, this one teacher, take your hands off my nuts <laughs> so everyone can have some. <laughs> um, couple more. This is one very, very uh, apt for this time of year. Teacher, I saw baby Jesus in the resources cupboard last week. <laughs> <laughs> Child to teacher. I know what impossible means. Oh, brilliant. What does impossible mean, Eliza? It's when you can't get your tights up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are children like with tights? Like when oh, they're younger. God. Oh, my days. Then we've got this one who's just absolutely bullet pointed to me. Stop rubbing yourself on the walls. <laughs> don't call people pubic. <laughs> Please don't lick other people's faces. <laughs> Oh, and that's me done. Oh, cracking. I'll put one out and see if we can get a few more of them. Just things you didn't think you'd ever you'd ever say. 
as a teacher. And right. I saw, by the way, I just saw this and I posted it to my socials. Sharpening a pencil at the bin was the childhood equivalent of taking a cigarette break. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. That in Little it, like, catch up with the lads. Oh. It's just, it's just so funny because the kids think you were born yesterday. You get one. Can I go and sharpen my pencil? Yeah, yeah. And then they'll ask the other member of staff or the TA or whatever it is. Can I go and sharpen my pencil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then suddenly you're like, and then they're both there like... <laughs> Yeah, may, yeah. may as well have poured a Guinness trying to split the G. <laughs> so I end up with those little tiny pencils. Um, right, this was a confession that was shared at our Glasgow <laughs> show. Um, <coughs> like I say, we've got loads of stories that were sent for the tour that we didn't end up getting through. So we'll start, we will share them here. Um, when I he- we had a head teacher who wore very inappropriate clothes to school. Short skirt, stockings, tight cleavage revealing tops. Some members of staff had a secret dress up as our head teacher night at my house. (laughs) (laughs) It was all very hush hush, Mission Impossible style. The outfits and wigs were hilarious, especially the one with marbles down a top for nipples. (laughs) (laughs) Marbles! Bloody hell. How cold is it in your school? Oh yeah. Bet it's Glasgow, in it? Little tic tac it do. Marbles. <laughs> what is it in the film Hook? What's the name of the character who just oh. lost his marbles? Oh. The old guy. The old guy, yeah. Oh, he's like, <laughs> Mom, the precious marbles. Oh, is it not? Oh. What's his name? Oh, is it Cuddles? Not Cuddles? No, it's not Cuddles. No. And the, um, the guy in Hook. Yeah, yeah. And he was a lost boy and he, yeah, he grew up a... and he like, married Wendy, didn't he? Or... No. He, oh. oh, you'll have to search it. Uh, just don't tell me. Just Old lost boy. Then he flies Hook. at the end and he's like, Yoo-hoo! Yeah. Don't tell me what his name is. Just give me like a bit of a clue. Uh, it doesn't say. Oh, the guy in Hook. Oh, yeah, I've got it here. What does it begin with? T. Uh, oh, Is it Toodles. Toodles? Toodles, 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 yeah. Is that it? Oh, no, I never had it. Tad, tad, turtle man. <laughs> um, sorry, where was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, we all had our laptops and briefcases to give wee presentations. We stayed in the dining room at the back of the house just in case anyone <laughs> caught us in the living room <laughs> like she was ever going to do a drive-by. Well, like a dropping observation. <laughs> <laughs> Some photos temporarily went missing on a pen drive and we all shit ourselves, thankfully found again. Who? the hell is taking photos of that night on a pen drive some wigs are still stashed in the depths of my loft it's still our naughty secret and we will all take it to our graves definitely one of the best secret staff nights ever that's great good stuff good good stuff talking about uh, head teachers we used to have an eccentric head teacher who was very good and knew every child in the school so well but was more of a tad strange more than a tad strange he was an expert in whipping up the class into a wild frenzy. Have you ever done that? 
Oh, God, yeah. Have you ever done it where you go into a... Like, oh. just drop a little grenade. If anything, if anything, it is what I've made a career on. <laughs> and and I, can, I can tell you now that staff along the years have hated me for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll come in and I'll... Even if it's some... Even years ago, where it's like when Gangnam Style was massive and i just come in and just go... Whoop the gambling star, and then all the kids are like, din, 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 din. Yeah. Oh. If, if you ever have a, st- if you ever remember a staff who does your uh, editing, do you know what? Yeah, that's the best. Just go in and ask to borrow something, and then just drop a grenade the, the, in the, there. I like think that. one of my favourites is do you remember just when, fart and a mock out. When Cotney John worked in class thirteen and I was in class fifteen, I I've told the story about when I used to put when my phone was connected to Spotify and I used to put songs on. Like in the middle of his sessions, I'd put like who let the dogs out on and he used to hate it. Yeah. At that time, going back 10 years now, it was when, um, you know, when someone would wear something and, and the kids would go, what are those? Do you remember yeah, when that yeah. was massive? Yeah, yeah. I knew all the kids in Courtney John's class loved that. Yeah. And yeah. he hated it. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> he's doing some quiet reading in his class and I walked in fake to like drop some off uh these are for you uh sir yeah cheers 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 mr parkinson and then i turned around and he had these chelsea boots on that he loved and i just went what are those right and all the kids went ah! yeah then, you know the cocky ones Afternoon. were like what are those and he was just like right <laughs> right and i was just like mate you can't have a go at him that was me yeah and he was just like get out bro yeah. <laughs> Please, for your safety, get out. <laughs> On numerous occasions, he would come into class with a big blob of blue tack stuck to his forehead and ask if he, <laughs> he had any... <laughs> Let me say that again. On numerous... <laughs> This is the head teacher. I want to work at his school. Yeah, he sounds class. <laughs> On numerous occasions, he would come into class with a big blob of blue stick <laughs> stuck to his forehead and ask if we had any he could borrow as he'd lost his. <laughs> of what? Blue tack? Blue tack. Massive dog there walking in going, you don't get any spare blue tack. I seem to have lost mine. He needs to be in a panto. <laughs> or he would crawl into the class. Just <laughs> <laughs> surely he had work to do. He'd crawl in. Crawl into the class in the middle of a story or lesson to jump up and boo everyone. <laughs> Imagine if you were a kid oh, in that God. class there and you just like, you know, respect, for, you respect, and then you sat there listening to a story and you turn and you see the head teacher of the school crawling on all fours. You're just like, what is he doing? Well, the problem is, like, if you had a child who uh, wasn't making the right choices, you could never send them to him. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I need you to just have a word with a child in my class. He'd be like... a massive blue tack. All right, all right. Yeah. Come here, lad. Let I'm me show bla- you a magic I'm glad trick. you're here because I've lost my blue tack. <laughs> he had a bad habit of storming into class at the end of the day and saying angrily, I need to see you in my office now. Shitting myself, thinking what I'd done wrong... I would arrive to a ta-da. <laughs> he was very artistic and just wanted to show off his paintings. <laughs> this guy can't be real. This guy. This guy is what every head teacher real. should aspire to be. I love that because I tell you, if, if my if my head teacher or any like SLT said, "Come to my office, I want to see you," I oh, it's has, the worst. It's the worst. It's feeling. the worst because you know you've got to, you've got to follow that. 
Any 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 leader who does that where they go, come and see me after lesson. We need to have a word, right? You're shocking, right? You, you, oh, that's awful. You've got to go like, and I could do with having a word. Don't worry, it's nothing bad. Yeah, yeah. Or if it's Just really bad, word, you have yeah. the word. Like you don't leave people. It's horrible because Going your in, mind though. goes. Do you know what it does actually? Right, it makes do you know what it think. does. The rest of that lesson is a write-off. Mm. Like, there's no way you can solely focus on educating the children when you've got that over your head. Like, it's when you've got that bad... over your head and you've got the head teacher crawling around your classroom. <laughs> the best bit though, when you, you're shaking and you walk in, ta-da! And he's drawn like a lake <laughs> with a sunrise. <laughs> and you're drowning in workload. <laughs> what work does he do? He, he, he does he does the tricks with the blue tag. He crawls around classrooms and then he does art pictures. Do you know when he was a head teacher? In the late nineteen hundreds, uh, he also had a very fat, stumpy. F- oh, he also had very fat, stumpy fingers. And when he pointed, he would do it very inappropriately with his middle finger. So pointing <laughs> like that, get over here, you. <laughs> Did he paint with it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh God. Um. Right, where was that other one? Oh, what about this one? I was scrolling on TikTok of an evening, as you do, and came across a TikTok of a girl twerking. And shaking her boobs, wearing nothing but underwear. Seeing it. <laughs> the TikTok, yeah, you, you, that's all you've been doing while you've been recovering. It's in my favourites, what can I say? <laughs> the TikTok then cut to her and her man, where they were both then, where they both then looked at the camera. Oh, so it's supposed to be like a prank of like, oh, caught you looking. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. At this point, I saw the link to their OnlyFans and realised that these two people were one of the parents to my kids. I now can't look at them the same. Well, especially after signing up for the OnlyFans. <laughs> Maybe just, you know, Christmas coming up, different type of gift, little discount. Yeah, get them like an edible thong. <laughs> oh, no, no sorry. Not no. The <laughs> I'm talking about the parents yeah, doing sorry. that. You got caught up with a video. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was one from Cardiff. St. David's Day was approaching, and during Welsh Week at our lovely school in Wales, <laughs> I don't know why in Wales needed to be there, we were taking part in various Wales-related activities. I'm sure that should have been Welsh-related activities. Anyway, it was time for the annual observational drawing of a daffodil activity. <laughs> God, I'm really disappointed we don't do St. David's yeah. Day. Hot diggity dog. <laughs> it was time for the annual observational drawing of a daffodil activity. One child, aged five, proudly finished his daffodil and shouted, Miss, look at my dildo. <laughs> I replied, that's a lovely daffodil, with emphasis on the word daffodil. He was so proud that he showed his friend his picture of the dildo and went to show other teachers the picture, proudly saying he'd drawn this dildo by himself. Maybe he actually meant it. I was going to say. Although he kept repeating that it was a daffodil, he kept saying dildo. All through Welsh week, the the child kept calling daffodils dildos. I have never heard the word dildo being used so much in one day. I mean, I've got... I've got a slight suspicion that he knew what he was doing there. <laughs> yeah. Because if you go, if you say something and you go, you know, say if you say a pirate ship, you'd go, oh no, no, it's a pirate ship. Yeah. And yeah. then if you went and shown someone else, hey, look at my pirate ship, you'd be like, hey, he's a big fella. <laughs> um, right, one more, one more, one more. Me, what was the assembly about? 
Children. A really fast runner. Me. What was the runner's name? Child one. You stole a ball. Child two. No, you stole a boat. Child three. No, it was you sail a boat. Me. Ah, Usain Bolt. (laughs) 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 There we go, guys. Now, we are in December now. We have got uh, one more episode after this before we do our annual Christmas special. Now, for the Christmas special, we are after your Christmas-related stories. So if you've got something that you think will give us a bit of a giggle, uh, it can be something funny that happened at Nativity. It can be something weird gift you've been given. It can be uh, a confession from your Christmas night out, or it could be a Christmas-related dilemma that you want us to sort. And it's school-related or not, something around gifts or, you know, the dynamics of the family Christmas day, whatever it might be, let us know and we will try and help. Um, anything Christmas related really, it doesn't have to be teaching related necessarily, but head over to the website, twomrpspodcast.com and we will get it, uh, we'll have a read, share it on the Christmas app. So that that's going to be the last week before Christmas. So we've got two more episodes before the break. Uh, as always, a massive thank you for listening. Really, really do appreciate the support. Uh, as always, you can get involved in the chat on the Facebook group, follow us on the socials, um, head over to Apple Podcasts, like, rate and review, subscribe to the podcast there. Anything to add, Adam? No, if you're struggling for a present, our two books are available from yeah. Amazon. Yeah. So you put a wet paper towel on it. This is your own time you're wasting. And I just want to say a massive thank you. You know, so many messages off people about how much the podcast's been helping, how much the books have helped and things like that. And yeah, I just genuinely appreciate everyone's uh, support. So yeah, have a great Oh, we did even, uh, any more recommendations telly-wise? We started watching Banshee, by the way. Like yeah, it? Yeah, I do like it. Yeah, yeah. it's tough. I'm only, I think I'm only one up in. Oh, well, I enjoy it. Yeah, it yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's Other than that, I don't well. think I've been watching logic. anything else. Um, I am into The Sopranos now. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, you were just working your way through classic TV film, yeah, TV series. Uh, yeah, Sopranos. It's it's you can see why everyone loves it. Yeah. Um, Is it not a bit dated though? Uh, yeah, because it was sort of made in the late nineteen hundreds. It was it? made in the late nineteen hundreds. Yeah, um, but uh, no, I'm enjoying. Yeah, it's it's and I watched. Um, I actually watched. Like, I've been obviously I've been upstairs lying in bed quite a lot, but Isla really wanted to like start Christmas. We put the tree up. I'll say we. Kim put the tree up and uh, we watched that family switch. It's like, it's oh, is a it the one with the guy at the hangover? Yeah, Ed yeah. Helms. It's, it's, it's just, nah. It, no, I mean, listen, if you've got kids of, of a, of a seven year old, eight year old age, it's absolutely, because it, the funniest bit, and even though I'm 35, basically the, the, the mum swaps bodies with the sister, the dad swaps bodies with the brother and the baby swaps bodies with the dog so that's ah, the best right. bit the baby and the dog i thought was hilarious um, what um here's one for you what's the last really good christmas film that was made well it, <sighs> do you know what's an underrated christmas film that was made and i bet you haven't jim carrey's a christmas carol is underrated i think underrated yeah i think it's good that 2007 uh, there was a movie. I think 2007 was what? 13. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying 16 that. years ago. I'm, I'm talking that. like within the last year. Oh, sorry, right. Or like last couple of years. Anyway, what oh, were you going to say? Oh, Christmas Chronicles is good. Mm. Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2 are okay. decent. Mm. 2007, there's a movie that came out with Idris Elba. 
called This Christmas. Has it got Chris Brown in it? It's got well? Chris Brown yeah. in it. Because he does a version of This Christmas, doesn't it, he? Oh, and it's great. Yeah. But that film is so kind of... it's it, If no one's seen it right, it's available on Sky Movies. This Christmas, yeah. it's called. It's about a family. They're all in different parts of their life, and they all come back together, and there's drama and all sorts. This Christmas. Yeah, and Chris Brown... But Chris Brown ends up singing in it, obviously. Yeah. He does that song at the end, but he actually does a song in the middle of it at this club where all his family are and he doesn't realise. And he does try a little tenderness by Otis Redding and it is unbelievable. But this Christmas, genuinely, is a good <laughs> it's a good Christmas yeah. film. I, I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because you're talking about... I'll tell you, Christmas songs are one. Like, when what, what do you rate the best Christmas song of recent times? Uh, do you know which one's growing on me? And I know it came out a few years ago. Leona Lewis. No, these Christmas lights. Oh, sh- light. yeah, I, I, when it first came out, I don't know what year it came out, but I hated it. Yeah. But now I quite like I it. I think uh, the the one more sleep by Leona Lewis is top. That was That's, years ago, though. It's not that long ago. That would have been right. I'm what, saying what? 2013. That. It's 10 years ago. Yeah, but you know, it's not the late 1900s. <laughs> Leah, what's it called? Uh, the song. One More Sleep. One More Sleep. Um, yes. That's, go on, what year? Uh, it was 5th of November 2013, yeah. Oh, look at that from the dog. And I'll tell you what else is a bit of a But he's not recent. Kelly Clarkson. Underneath the tree, yeah, yeah. <laughs> under the tree when was that out i'm gonna go 2016 uh oh, that's the album uh, uh 2013 2013 yeah what a year for a, for a christmas tunes probably the last time there was a dis- i mean uh, Ed Sheeran and Elton John did one. That oh, one. that's a tune. Oh, is it? Oh, nah, that's a tune. Know. I think it comes with time. Oh it? no, I'm telling you it now, right? That Ed Sheeran and Elton John one will, will be a biggie in a few years. The Elton John step into Christmas. Oh, Fifty years old. It is. Shut up. Fifty years old. Absolutely. Have you no? That, that have you not? You got listen to that one again because it's like dun, 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 and gather round the tree. <laughs> Come and sing with Oh, you really sold it to me. No, and then Elton John goes, Well, I'm the Mississippi. Do you know anyone who's going to be Christmas number one? What's the, it's the Pogues, isn't it? It's got to be the Pogues. It's I think be they're the Pogues, finally going to yeah. get there. Never got Christmas number one, obviously. Did it not? Did it never, never get there? It, no, it's always been number two. Oh, oh it's, it's got to be that then, hasn't it? Well, yeah, and, and rest in peace, Shane McGowan. Yeah, I mean, that is... That is. Yeah, Have you seen me. all those things though? Those where it's like, obviously that you know the the controversial lyric that caused loads of controversy on Gavin and Stacey a few yeah. years ago, and but everyone is like taking it off now. So it's like, I've seen loads of stuff on Twitter where it goes like, "You scumbag, you maggot," and it goes like, "Your dad shops at Holland and Barrett." <laughs> <laughs> Just replace yeah, it. Yeah, just replace it. <coughs> right. Because uh, wait, one more. My dad goes. <coughs> dad goes the other day to me. Goes. Uh, hey, I saw these crack- cracking couples Christmas jumpers. I was going to get me and your mum. I went, oh yeah. He went, yeah. One says you scumbag, and one says you rat. <laughs> right. And I went, <laughs> I went. It's a bit random, isn't it? And he went, nice. No, it's the song. And I went, 
you scumbaggy maggot? And he went, oh yeah, that's what it said. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him to have mum a jumper that said, you rat. <laughs> Bet she'd have been like, so then I threw it at him, I choked him out with it. Do it, Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, um, so that's what you've got in line in store with the Christmas episode. Little taste for you to come back next week and the week after. Uh, take care of yourselves. Stay safe. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. See ya.